Radio. G'day and thank you very much for listening into this week's edition of The Journey. My name's Jude Hennessy. It's great to have you joining us wherever you are, right around this beautiful country of ours. We've hit mid-October. Fantastic weather all around the place. I was actually down the, the beach where I live the other day in a, in a little place called Coldale, which is on the south coast, south of Sydney, and saw the whales heading south, migrating down there for the summer in the Antarctic. So hope wherever you are, right around the country, you're experiencing some beautiful weather. And if not, never fear. We've got a fantastic show lined up for you anyway today. Coming up on today's show, we're going to hear from our wonderful sister Hilda, who's going to talk to us about judging. We've got Trish McCarthy, of course, with her Milk and Honey segment. We have some great music from fantastic artists that our our sound editor Nick has picked out for us this week. We're going to be hearing from Bruce Downs, the Catholic guy. In the mix as well, we're going to hear from Father Dave Callahan from the Missionaries of God's Love and one of my special mates, one of of my favourites on the show, Sam Clear. He's walking the walk. Well, the footy season's well and truly done and dusted. If I haven't said it before, it's been very remiss of me. Congratulations to all those long-suffering Bunnies fans in the NRL and congratulations to all the Hawks fans as well in the AFL. You haven't been long-suffering, but congratulations to all those supporters. Hope you had something to cheer about and, and really enjoyed your teams getting over the line. The A-League's kicked off and uh, and we're not too far away from a big summer of cricket as well, which is uh, which is something I'm certainly looking forward to. Big cheerio to all of the guys who were at the Young Men of God Conference at Stanwell Park in New South Wales, south of Sydney. Last week they came from all over the country to go to that event which was run by the Missionaries of God's Love and there were lots of fantastic speakers there including Bishop Peter Comensoli and Pat Curdy from the Emmanuel Community. Great worship. It was a really good chance for, for guys from all over the country to come together in prayer. And welcome aboard to any of you guys that were at that conference last week and are, and are listening to the journey for the first time. Okay, time to get into the show. First up and as always on the journey We're going to listen to a Gospel Reflection set down for this Sunday, the 29th in Ordinary Time. It's from the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 22. And this week we've got Father Graham Schmitzer giving us the Gospel Reflection. Lots to look forward to on the show today. Faith, hope, love and life. You're listening to The Journey. Here's this week's Reflection on the Gospel. Hi, I'm Father Graham from St. Columkill's Caramel. In today's Gospel, Jesus is put on the spot. He was asked whether it was lawful to pay taxes to Caesar. If he said yes, he would lose the esteem of the people and be regarded as a traitor, Israel then being an occupied country. But if he said no, he would be denounced as inciting rebellion against the emperor. He asked to see a coin. In ancient times, coinage was a sign of kingship. It bore the image of the king and was held to be his personal property. Cleverly, Jesus said, Give it back to Caesar, it's his. But give to God what belongs to him. The question posed to Jesus was an attempt to draw him into the world of politics. His answer reminds his followers that they are citizens of two worlds. Mahatma Gandhi is a great example of a deeply religious man who involved himself in politics. He said, I'm in politics because I can't separate life from belief. Because I believe in God, I have to enter politics. Politics is my service of God. The follower of Christ cannot bury his head in the sand. Christians should not shirk public office, but see it as a chance to serve their fellow men and women and thus God. The Pharisees in the gospel opted out of real life and kept themselves apart. In fact, the very word Pharisee means separate. The result was a vain religiosity which had little or nothing to do with life. 
If the Christian opts out of real life, he may be leaving decision-making to others who are not motivated by Christian values. In the end, God has the first and highest claim on our loyalty. Whatever else we must give to Caesar, let us make sure that we do not give him our conscience. Faith, hope, love and life. This is The Journey. You're listening to The Journey on cradio.org.au. Here's Sister Hilda with Wisdom from the Abbey. In the early days of Christianity, there were people who took the whole thing so seriously that they went out into the desert around the Nile and tried to live a life completely devoted to God. Now, some lived in monasteries and some lived on their own. They were called the Desert Fathers and Mothers. They're a great group. And there are still some around today in the various deserts of this world. And by that I mean the deserts of our great cities as well. There are a number of stories that have come out of their lives and ones that are very applicable to us today, like this one. Abba Moses lived on his own, but not far from the monastery. And one day, he got a call from the monastery to come back because one of the brothers had transgressed very seriously and was about to be brought before the whole community. Abba Moses sent back the message he wasn't coming. Well, they sent another lot out to go and get him. He sent back the same message, I'm not coming. The third time they sent out, This time he said, all right, I'll come. And true, he did. The brothers came out to meet him. And what they saw was Abba Moses carrying a bag of sand on his back. Only that bag of sand had a hole in it and the sand was falling out. They said to him, Abba Moses, what's this about? He replied, here I am today coming to judge the sins of another and my own are falling behind my back and I don't even see them. The brothers got the message, asked forgiveness, and everyone, including the accused, went home better for the experience. That's true of us as well, isn't it? How often have you and I gone to judge the transgressions of others, no matter how subtly, and been in total denial about our own sins and failings? How do we ever get the idea that we are fit and worthy to judge others. And yet we do, to the detriment of the other and the detriment of ourselves. Because in judging, we're never set free. I read recently, and probably you did too, about a young adolescent who was kidnapped and had terrible things done to her in her time of captivity. After her release, she came home to her parents. And while, of course, all care was given and she was listened to, her mother gave her one piece of advice that actually got her through. She said she knew that she had every reason to hate the man and the woman who had abused her. But while that is true, leave the judgment to God. This young woman had every right to judge and would have been blameless in her judging, but in not doing so, she found healing and peace and is happily married today. Jesus was right when he told us, judge not and you will not be judged. Herein is the road to peace for you and me today.
Welcome back to The Journey, a show that's being listened to right around the country weekly on Christian radio stations. Hope you like what you've heard so far. You have just heard from the wonderful Sister Hilda, who's been talking to us about judging. Now, coming up this week in New South Wales, but, but of interest to people right around the country, is a celebration of special religious education that's going to be on at Parliament House on Thursday, the 23rd of October. There's lots of different ways that people communicate their faith right around the country. In New South Wales, there's the opportunity for special religious education teachers to go in and nurture the faith of young people in the faith tradition of their family. And there's going to be a celebration of that this week in Parliament House. The Education Minister's coming, the Shadow Education Minister. About 20 politicians are coming from, from all sides of politics, as well as people from right around New South Wales who are being recognised for their efforts in special religious education particularly being awarded for creativity and innovation in the way that they teach in the classroom. Now there's about 12,000 volunteer special religious education teachers throughout New South Wales who weekly go in and nurture the faith of young people in, in the faith of their family. And this is going to be a wonderful celebration on the 23rd of October. So congratulations to all those guys, about 300 people in all attending. It's a great way to celebrate the fact that in a multicultural, multi-faith society, SRE is a strength of public education. Congratulations to all those guys who will be receiving awards this week. We've got plenty more great teaching and inputs coming up on the journey. We're going to hear from Trish McCarthy. She's getting a great following right around the country with her milk and honey segment. And this week she's going to be talking to us about creation and the creator. Faith, hope, love and life. You're listening to The Journey. You're listening to The Journey on cradio.org.au. And now it's time for Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy. Many of us have the privilege of having little people in our lives. Children, grandkids, nieces and nephews, even little brothers and sisters. If so, you may have had the blessing of receiving a masterpiece from them. In my springtime cleanup, decluttering and making space, I contemplated throwing out some of these masterpieces that I had held on to for so long. However, I just couldn't bring myself to do it. As I reflected, I came to realise that what was tied up in the experience was a simple notion. How you treat the creation is a reflection of how you feel about the Creator. That's not to say that this is always the case, but it resonated with me that day on a deeper level. I thought about the gift of my mind, body and spirit, how God is interwoven into every aspect of my being, and how I choose to use this gift can be seen as a reflection of how I feel about my Creator, the author of my life. This simple idea propelled me to look again about the choices I make regarding what I put in and do with my own body, the quality of my thoughts and attitudes, as well as my commitment to nourishing my spirit. I deeply love the little people in my life and often display with joy and pride the gift of their creations, a reflection of my connection and relationship with them. On a deeper level, I recommitted that day to reflecting in my everyday life the love I have for Christ through the love and care I give his creation, my unique being. Together on the journey, faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. Welcome back to The Journey. My name's Jude and I have the great privilege every week of listening to all these fantastic inputs that come from brilliant presenters that airs in a growing number of Christian radio stations right around the country. We've got people listening online though as well and we've got people listening via live streaming and of course we've got people listening in via podcast each and every single week. Big cheerio to our many Victorian listeners down there in Gippsland in the Albury-Wodonga region in Bendigo. Great to have you guys on board. 
Thanks for being such big supporters of this program and what it's aiming to do for ecumenism and church unity. Now the Christmas season, or Advent in the lead up to Christmas, as as it's known in, in a lot of churches, is almost upon us and it's a great time of year to prepare yourselves to think about what Christmas is truly about. Redeem is a daily Advent and Christmas prayer reflection book that has been growing in popularity in recent years. Orders for that are currently being taken from churches and schools right around the country. If you want to get your copy, or a copy for a group of people in your parish, perhaps a group of people to come together weekly for some prayer and meditation on the scriptures that are part of the readings of the church season in the lead up to Christmas, then why don't you give Jennifer a call on 4222-2411. As I said, it's a great way to really think about the Christmas season and to prepare ourselves properly by getting away from so much of the glitz and materialism that's associated with Christmas and to come back and think about what is the reason for the season. Obviously, it's Christ. The word became flesh who dwelt among us. So as I said, contact Jennifer on 4222-2411 to get your order in for Redeem, the Daily Advent and Christmas Reflections for 2014. Now an event coming up in the Diocese of Wollongong that will be of great interest to many of our listeners is the Catholic guy who's coming to the Shell Harbour Parish from the 22nd to the 28th of October. There are five sessions over five nights and each session is repeated on the following morning. Session times are at 7.30pm and repeated 10am the next day. There's going to be hundreds and hundreds of people going to these events. If you're in that region down there in the Shell Harbour region and even if you're not and you'd like to travel down to it, you can go, you can go for one of the sessions or you can go to all of them. I tell you, if you do go to one, you'll be back for more than one. It's really inspiring, really encourages people in their faith, and for many people it brings them to a powerful encounter with Jesus for the first time. And we're going to be hearing from Bruce Downs, the Catholic guy, who we have regularly on our show, almost weekly we have Bruce on the show, and we're going to be hearing from him shortly. And now, inspiring you to dream, here's Bruce Downs, the Catholic guy. In school we learned about facts, we memorised mathematical facts. We learned the laws of nature and science. We considered the facts of history. Our parents taught us what was reasonable and sensible when it came to living. As much as we base our everyday life on facts, on evidence, on good sense, we know that when it comes to the greatest things in life, facts and good sense have very little bearing. The audacity of a great inventor is that he believes he can build something which up to this point is impossible to create. The audacity of great writers is that they believe they can write an original idea something that the more sensible among us would say is impossible for there is nothing new under the sun. The audacity of a great love story is that the couple can make their love work even against impossible odds. Yes, even our faith, for all the evidence and logic and reasonableness underneath it, at its very core, is quite impossible. Are not miracles by their very nature impossible? When things are impossible, there is no amount of good sense, logic or evidence that makes them possible except for the audacious belief that the impossible can be made into the possible. All great things that we create start with the impossible. Yes, most people will say that believing the impossible will make you quite mad. But maybe the best place to start today would be to believe something impossible, to contradict some logic, to dispose of some good sense and make the impossible possible. It is the Jesus way. Why don't you join me at thecatholicguide.com where you'll be inspired to dream. You're listening to The Journey, great Christian radio for the whole family. You're listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey from the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong on cradio.org.au. Here are the missionaries of God's love with The Call. It is a hard life being a candle. As far as we are aware, candles are not able to think 
which is a good thing because otherwise they would be quite neurotic. The dilemma that candles face is that they need to be set alight to be what they are meant to be. Without a flame burning them, they're just a lump of wax with a bit of string sticking out. The flame makes them what they are meant to be, yet at the same time it destroys them. The life of a candle is one of constant tension. How does a candle light up the world without being destroyed in the process? The same dilemma is experienced by Christians. We are called to love in the same way that Jesus loved. In other words, to love unto death. If we truly love, our life will be poured out as a gift for the world, meaning that there won't be much left for me. It is natural for us to recoil in fear in the same way that a candle would in the face of this decision. If I really let the light of Christ shine in me, then there may not be much of me left at the end of it. St. Paul clearly understood this when he spoke about his life being poured out like a libation. John the Baptist understood this when he said that I must decrease and he must increase. Jesus clearly had this in mind when he said that those who try to save their lives will lose them and those who lose them will save them. So the next time you look at a candle, stop and think whether you are fighting against the flame or whether you are letting the light of Christ take over your life, no matter what the consequences. I'm Father Dave Callahan from the Missionaries of God's Love. Find out more about us at mglpriestsandbrothers.org. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Walking the Walk, here's Sam Clear. Hi, I'm Sam Clear for Walking the Walk. Between 2006 and 2008, I was afforded an opportunity that I'd never had before, nor have I had it since. I was walking 15,600 kilometres around the world from Brazil to Spain whilst praying for the unity of Christians. And each day, stretching from one town to the next, involved anywhere between 5 and 15 hours worth of walking. I had a lot of time to myself, to be silent. I had between 5 and 15 hours set aside for prayer each day, for 19 months. I remember a few times deciding that I was going to pray, and then, an hour later, actually saying something. I was afforded the time to just be silent before God and settle into His presence. As a result, I began to listen, not just speak. And what I had to say was never as interesting or as compelling as what God had to say to me. In fact, the most momentous stories from the walk were as a result of following God's promptings. You'd think that as a consequence, now that I'm back in Australia, that I'd be exceptionally guarded of that silent time with God. But the peaceful time with God seemed to be squeezed from my life as soon as I touched down back on Australian soil, even though I was working in ministry. The struggle to fit even one hour's worth of silent prayer into my day quickly reduced to trying to fit 30 minutes, then 10 minutes, and then, uh, sorry Lord, perhaps we can spend some quality time together tomorrow. I never stopped praying during that time. I just stopped being silent. I was doing all the talking again. When Ezekiel sat in the cave waiting for the presence of God to pass him by, God wasn't in the earthquake, nor in the fire or the mighty storm. God was in the silence of a wisp of wind. 
Am I trying to fit God into the mould I want him to be in? Or am I humbly submitting my time to him, waiting on his prompting? But more importantly, simply being in his company, like two best friends enjoying a beautiful view. Not needing to speak, but being content to grow in love through gentle silence. When you do get the chance later today, remember to switch off, invite the Lord to be with you, and listen. What he has to say to us is well worth waiting for. I'm Sam Clear for Walking the Walk. For more on the walk around the world for unity, go to walkforone.com. You're listening to The Journey, great Christian radio for the whole family. Well, we're just about at the end of another show. The journey this week has just about come to an end. It's uh, it's gone very, very quickly. We've had some great inputs this week, and I hope you're able to join us next week for what's going to be another fantastic show. We've had some great inputs this week. Got another great show lined up for you next week. We're going to be hearing from a few of the guys from up at the Young Men of God conference. We'll have our gospel reflection, of course, and the inputs from all of our fantastic presenters. Next week, we're going to be hearing from Byron and Francine Parola. We'll also be hearing from Marilyn Rodriguez, who just gives great tips for, for parenting, for raising kids focuses in on all those issues which are the difficult questions for parents to address when raising kids sister hill will be back of course all of our regulars will be there i really hope you can join us next week on the journey hey bring a friend or at least tell a friend the show's growing in popularity right around the country but only because law listeners like you are listening in and saying to their friends listen gotta tune into this program hope you can join us faith hope love and life you've been listening to the journey The Journey is produced by Jude Hennessy and edited by Nicholas Weir from the Office of the Bishop in the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong. Radio.org.au